Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elise the Arnista podcast. It's episode, episode, episode. Are we speaking English this week? Episode number seventy-two. Episode seventy-two. Today is January fifteenth, two thousand and seventeen. My name is Mike. By my side, as always, is Elisa the Arnista herself. How are you doing, Elisa? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Curious to see how this goes and what we end up talking about because we have no idea. Well, I was just thinking about that, and I think <laughs> I, I think I really well. We did stuff this week. It's one of those. It's one of those days. One of those weeks. We've got some Canadian canoes coming up. We've mm-hmm. got some in the kitchen stuff. You cooked, right? Or no? No. Uh oh. See, we have no idea where we're I going. I don't remember. What's have I cooked? I'm cooking right now. Yeah, so at some point we can we'll talk about that. Attend to that. Uh, so thank you all for joining us. Uh, today is episode number 72, as I said, and as I always say, we definitely encourage you to shop local. But if you are going to do some online shopping and you are headed to Amazon, make sure you first go to elisathearnista.com. That is Elisa's blog. And over on the right-hand side of that website, we do have some affiliate stuff going on over there. So if you click on that, that'll take you to Amazon. And when you put stuff in your cart and check out, there's a good chance that Amazon will kick back a little commission to us here at the show. And that'll allow us to do all kinds of neat things like paying for some of the equipment that we've purchased in the last year and we can eat food and pay for your car and pay for my car. That's right. You have to pay for my car. Oh, that's, oh, I have to take that on a Monday morning. That's right. Is that the, yeah, yeah. Monday's the 16th. Oh, that's right. I don't think we've talked about that. No, so we, we were, this is when we were, it was what, a month ago or so? It was December 14th. December 14th. So we, so if any of you, anybody remembers that it was local, the shop was closed that day. So we, we had a thing to attend to and I'm not going to talk too much about that. But we had a no. thing to attend to on the way back. I'm like, you know what? We're just getting started. We're just getting on the road and I'm over modulating. So I'm going to turn myself down a little bit here, man. We, this is all over the place. So, and you do what you always do when we go places. You all, you are really responsible with getting gas and not letting the gas tank get too low. You're no. really, really good about that. Well, we wouldn't have made it home anyway. And I didn't want to, I didn't feel like stopping halfway there or whatever. I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, get the gas so we can just get on the road and drive and be home and be done with it. And so we were stopping at, to get gas on the way out. And it was that was fairly uneventful as far as that goes, but then we're pulling away from the pumps. Oh, somebody was in a hurry. Like perpendicular to us. So like if, if we were going if we're pointing straight ahead, there's a, another row of parking spaces that's kind of perpendicular like a T. Mm-hmm. And we're going, we're gonna we're kinda angling like up. Like on the look, side of the gas station. On the side of the gas station. We're angling a little bit to the left of this gas station just to get out to the road, get back out on the highway. And Another car starts backing out of one of these parking spaces. Really, really, really fast. And backing and backing. Like and she was going to make a, U- I think she was going to make a U-turn. She was going to back out. So she would have like backed in front of the gas station and yeah. gone out that exit that like, we were going to go out. So instead of just backing up enough so you can pull forward and, and like turn and get out of there, she backed all the, so basically like, yeah, like without looking front to back doing a complete 180 and just stepped on it. And stepped on it right into our car. So that mm-hmm. was nice. And luckily, I mean, obviously we're okay. This is mm-hmm. several months or several weeks ago. But we're okay. But uh, there's what a, little, a pain in the A little damage beep. to the front of my car. And so you got to oh. go through insurance. And, well, it was fun that night because oh, it, was it was windy what, and like it was cold and like dark. It was super cold. So we're out and there. And we were hungry. Exchanging information and... Calling doing the all police. that kind of so then we called the called the local uh, sheriffs and we didn't know where exactly we were so luckily the the people in the gas station were super nice and kind of helped me out and, and got me the number and the address where we were and all that kind of stuff and so he finally showed up 
and it didn't take long. So luckily, luckily he arrived pretty quickly. Well, and I mean, to I mean, we're we it's been I mean, well over a decade since I've been in any sort of car accident. Oh yeah, I mean, we haven't had to use car insurance for anything. I think probably the last time I had to use my car insurance for anything was when. Um, when I first moved to Wisconsin and there was a huge hailstorm and I, I mean, and that was like the, the insurance that I had at the time, they just had tents set up all over town that you went in, drove, well, drove in so and yeah, were there were so many people. It. So you just walk, you just drove in and they're like, well, here you go. And then wrote you a check. I mean, that was, that was probably the last time I had to do anything with car insurance. So, um, and it's been a really long time since I've had any sort of accident. So, I mean, and you don't know if you've I've ever never, even really had. Yeah, I've never made a claim on my insurance. The one time where I actually had any kind of car insurance involvement was the other person was 100% at fault. And so it, it was through his insurance. I had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some things I had to like, I remember I had to like draw a picture of what happened and like where the damage yeah. was. But that was about it. This one, come to find out everything, all of the information that she gave us, except for her first name, was a lie. She's a liar. Her last name? Did she, did she nope. Give you- the last name was different, too. Are you, sh- are you serious? I'm serious. And so I'm working with the pre- the people that she said her insurance was through. So I'm, I'm calling them. And they oh. were super, super yeah. nice and super yeah. helpful. It's this, you know, teeny tiny little insurance company uh, Well, because we were Bay. up in, like, n- teeny tiny northern Wisconsin, too. I mean, it's like all sorts of small towns up there. It wasn't yeah. anything. I mean. Not super far. I mean, we were basically by Green Bay. And so I called the insurance company and they helped out. And they're like, yeah, you know what? She has not had insurance with us since May. I'm like, well, that's fantastic. So and then this I was had to December, call, so it had been a while. It had been a while. So then I had to call our insurance company. And again, super helpful and super nice and, and all that kind of stuff. But As they were the night of the accident because they told me yeah. what to do. But unfortunately, because we're going through our insurance and not theirs, there's a deductible and there's all kinds of other stuff that needs to happen. And so... Which seems to be minor damage is going to end up costing money that we don't want to pay. So go and to release of the And we need a snowblower, not like to <laughs> yeah. fix a bumper on the car. We need a snowblower. Yeah, that too. I've been shoveling all <laughs> all winter. So not that we're not that we're begging for money at this point, but I mean we kind of are. Life happens. Yeah, there's there's life. Life happens, that, and it has happened a couple times in the last couple months. Life so. happens to everybody, and. You can help out our life situation by going to elisathearnisa.com, clicking on the Amazon affiliate stuff over there. Doesn't do your change shopping. anything you do. Nope, everything's exactly the same for you. Uh, doesn't cost anything more. Nothing changes at all. But you can help us out mm. here at the show by a snowblower and fix my bumper and quarter panel and all that kind of, and all that stuff. I got you, something from Amazon the other day that I really, oh, really like. Okay. Well, when I was on vacation and there were like Amazon boxes coming every day, I wasn't like in any sort of like grieving or like weird mental state like online shopping like you know addicted or anything because <laughs> you came home every day and you're like there's there's another amazon oh, you're, you're getting stuff from amazon like every there's day a lot of stuff for it was tiny week. stuff it was it was tiny things so one of the things that i ordered is i finally broke down and i got a um i got a i bought my first fountain pen okay i love it I don't know what what is what is a fountain pen. It is awesome. I don't even have it in here with me. Um, it's it it it, ha- it uses like real ink. They're the ones that have the the metal tip on them, and like you normally and don't like don't the feather start, thing. Mm-hmm. That you like normally you like dip it, and you sometimes you dip them in, in like ink. a well. Yeah, well. yeah, but these this has an, actually an that? ink cartridge. Why not just get a big pen? Oh, I love it. It it Why? writes. You hardly have to put any pressure on it because it just glides across the paper. Well, you're you getting carpal tunnel from writing with regular pens. I Why? wanted a nice pen. <laughs> okay. Let me get a nice pen. It was like I didn't fifteen. Say you it was like thirteen dollars, and I'm very happy. I love it. 
So a friend of mine said that she used to have one, but she, some, I don't know, went missing at her other job. So, yeah. So you're going to have like the little hole, put drill a hole in the counter so you can put your inkwell in there and all that kind of stuff? No, it doesn't need an inkwell. Like it has a cartridge in it. It has a cartridge in it. Oh, okay. I love it though. <laughs> so that's my, that's my, it's, I got a, that's I got your... a, um, a pilot cosmopolitan, I think is what it's called. Hmm. I really, really like it. And it's an entry level entry level it's an entry pen. level fountain pen it is really nice Lisa, oh you just said it's an entry level pen that means i'm gonna get a more expensive i was looking at one supposedly there's one that's like a retractable nope. one can you write and on the moon can you write in space with it i, I was looking at it, i'm like oh that's really cool and it's retractable so you don't so it like you know you can push it so it goes back up inside instead of having to have a cap to put on there oh my it was like 180 dollars. i have one of those right here yeah, so I like mine. It's if anybody out there has a fountain pen and can vouch for how wonderful they are, because I like journaling and stuff, and it's just it's hard writing and all the pressure, so it's just it just glides across the paper. I'm sure. Stop that it making does. fun of my pen. You have stupid <laughs> things too. Oh, I don't. Have, nothing that I own is stupid. Really? Especially look in the shelf behind me. None of that stuff back there is stupid or pointless or. Just be happy for me that I, I mean, it was $13 and I'm very happy. Good. If that's all it takes to make you happy, I'm all in favor of mm-hmm. it. The other thing you can do to help us out is go to fireflyfibers.com. That's a local yarn shop that Elisa and I own right here in the town in which we live, which is Beaverdam, Wisconsin. And there you can get all kinds of cool stuff like yarn. Like get yarn. The Briggs and Little Country Roving that sure. is now in stock. If you it are arrived so early. Inclined. It was my, uh, my mailman he said that well he's he, the mailman he's not like your private personal mailman he's, well, he's he kind of helps mailman. a lot of people out it's not just you he he said that um he felt a little he was feeling a little nervous bringing it in because he felt a little bit like he might be a drug mule because it comes in what? burlap bags from canada <laughs> stuff. burlap bags and uh and paper bag brown paper bags yeah so yeah that came in and that's in stock and that was i got that all i got that unpacked and on the shelves yesterday in record time it came a day early so um anyone that special ordered um for the west coast cardigan net along which we'll be talking a little bit um a little bit more about in a little bit um thank you very much i got those those all went out today so if you special cool. order you should your tracking number should be updated and it should tell you when it's going to be there so should we make a little bit in, in a little bit right now Oh, I haven't picked any music. Talk about the West Coast. Wait, West West Coast cardigan, right? My, my West Coast almost that I have West on Coast, there. I don't almost have any in FOs. all capital letters, so I don't know what that's all about. I, I don't have any. I don't have any FOs for this week, so I'm kind of counting it. Mm. It was a crazy week. It was. Um, the I have a, a West Coast cardigan that is almost done. I just have to do the edging and sew the zipper on it because it, it takes so, a while for it to dry. Explain explain the whole sewing the zipper on because that's something I'm still curious about because it's not like you're t- you're, you're like putting this through a sewing machine with a zipper like you're zip, no. zippering a dress or something like that. Explain to me and maybe I'm the only one listening to this podcast who doesn't understand how you put a zipper on a knit sweater, but how do you put a zipper on a knit sweater? 
You would have to take the class at Firefly Fibers. No, people are listening to this all around the world, Lee, so they're not going to travel 23,000 miles oh, I bet just they to would. take a zipper class. I bet they would, but the class is full. So. Oh, well, see, they can't do it anyway, so no matter how badly they want to, they can't. No, it's silly because, I, well, it's not silly, but the, the people that are taking the class, they, when we had to make some adjustments to things, and they were like, well, I just want to make sure the last class, they're like, do whatever you need to do, but just make sure the last class is still as it should be because. I, that's that I'm taking the whole class to learn how to put in a zipper. Mm-hmm. And they like the sweater, though, too. And they like you. They like the sweater. Well, I hope they like me. <laughs> they keep coming back. So, right. um, no, the so it's you, you sew the zippers. So you do a little bit of edging on it to just kind of stabilize and tidy up the edge. And then you stitch the zipper on. So you kind of go through a little bit of the, a little bit of the, uh, um, a little bit of the sweater, like one of the running bars, you know, the bars that run between the stitches. Yeah. So you go, th- excuse me, wouldn't be a podcast if I didn't have a little <laughs> baby burp. Um, so you go through um, one of those and then you go through, um, so you do like a, you do a back stitch on it. So you go through that and then a little bit of uh, the zipper and then you come back up and then you go back and you, yeah, it's, yeah. So it's like so a back stitch. Wrap it around and around and around and around and around, and around basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go do like two holds. steps forward and one step back, or there you go. I don't know how it works, but yeah. So it's oh. like it's like a, it's like a back stitch. So if you've done if if anyone is can if anyone sews or does any sort of embroidery, it's just basically a back stitch. But when you're doing your stitches, you're catching um, a strand of the sweater along with a part of the zipper. And then when you're so, done, then you take on the back and then you do whip stitch to kind of take the edge of the zipper because, you know, the, the fabric edge of the zipper just kind of flaps around. And you don't want it to look right. You want it to look nice. Of so you course. take that and whip stitch it to the to the inside of the sweater. All right. Mm-hmm. Do you whip it good? Probably. I think I did some of that on, on the egg cartons I tied oh, up. It's, it's a little bit like that where you kind of go back and forth and around and through and tie it in knots. Um, I put up more egg cartons. I this hope week. my zipper looks much better than your egg cartons. But will it be as functional as the egg cartons? So someday I'm gonna I'm gonna do a tour. It's gonna of our hold my sweater here. closed. So I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> going to be more functional than your egg cartons. We've situation. got a lot more. We got a lot more. I use the uh, the oh handy tool to. Uh, Put and what were you calling? <laughs> so, oh. so I'm at. Was I in? Was I? I was. I was at. No, knitting. Yeah. Well, I was at the store at where I've been store, for yeah. you know the last you know eight days, six days, like com- constantly. Um, but you texted me and said you need. What did you? Say? You said I you asked, need first. A, I need the multi tool. No, you asked me for something else. No, before. it was a multi tool. And I'm like, what are you talking about? No, it's a multi-touch because for yes, some, the I, multi-touch. And I'm, I'm thinking like, or, no, you said did did you I typed did you something t- wrong and it auto-corrected to touch instead you of said, tool? Did you take back the multi-touch? Yeah. that's what you said. And I'm thinking like, okay, what did I? What did I? I ordered a bunch of stuff from Amazon last week. What electronic device did I order that had a touch screen on it? Like, I'm trying to like figure <laughs> this out in my head, and I'm like, I don't understand what you're talking about. And then you said. Multi-tool. Multi-tool. And I'm like, what What are you talking about with a multi-tool? Lilu multi-pass. And I'm thinking like a Leatherman. I'm like, we, I, I, I don't have a Leatherman. Like, and then, yeah. I don't know no. how we got to the point that we did, but it was, yes, the handy tool. The handy tool because I wanted, I need to, through all of the holes in the, the egg cartons to tie them together and, and hang them from various things in the room. <laughs> you cannot see them if you are if so, you ever see the video. They're they're out of sight, but they do have a purpose. 
Yeah, I love it because I was going to bed the night before and you come up to me and you say, do you have a crochet hook smaller than this? And I'm like, where in the world did you find the crochet hook? I find things. I know. <laughs> so then I'm like, he's snooping through my stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm like, I, I don't even, I'm like, what are you doing with a crochet hook? Like, help me understand what you're doing and I can help, I can get something for you. So, yes, I will find a handy tool that is not... Um, as much in use as the one that's in my immediate kit because you need you'd still need it yep okay yeah yeah so, so basically I, what I i'm doing like... is i'm tying a bunch of egg cartons together like the, like the bottom part where it's all all like bumpy that the egg sits in because that's really good for kind of sound dampening so you don't have like we've, we've got you know there's flat wall spaces and we've got a door that's kind of in front of us and you know those kinds of things acoustically you don't you want to cover that up and you want to kind of uh, break that up and make it bumpy so the the sound doesn't rick, ricochet off and bounce off and bounce all over the room and echo and all that kind of stuff. You want to deaden the room pretty much as much as possible. Like my and heart, so, like Elise's heart. You want to deaden it. You want to dampen it. Yep. And so that that's what that's all about. Someday I'll do a tour of all of our podcasting equipment. I think you'll all be very impressed with <laughs> with the setup that we have here. Oh it's no, all, you're gonna you're gonna let out your trade secrets. It's all very very I mean, impressive. It's a very, this one looks pretty. This one looks pretty good. That one looks like wait, you, you may have. That one's going to get tied to the bottom of that one, so it might look less oh. impressive once that happens. I've got all the holes poked in there. I just need to. What did you poke the holes with? Um, a scissors and a nail and this chopstick. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're short of chopstick in the drawer. Well, yeah, we've got like eighteen chopsticks. This is one of the. This is not Why one of the nice ones. Why didn't you use one of the one of your swizzle things? Swizzle or like things. a nail. You have nails in the I basement. I did. I started, oh, okay. I started with the nail because it's small. I got the hole started. And then I used the scissors to kind of puncture through it more. And then the chopstick just kind of evened it all out. A high, a high, a sharp would have worked really well. You no, could have done it all with knitting supplies. I would have needed like a, like a 15. No, not a 15. Like a, a 15? A, a 10. Is this about a 10? This That's, could be a knitting needle. Wow. Yeah. You are... Be like a ten, probably. I was telling somebody today in class that you don't necessarily know, like how to do things but you get it and you know enough about it to the um, concept I, oh so elisa's got to step away for a minute tell a story mike elisa wants me to tell a story man we're right in the i was hoping i was really hoping we'd be talking about something here that i could just carry on and and we wouldn't miss anything, and we could just cover up, and, and nobody would even know that Elisa wasn't here. But now Elisa's left because she needs to put some artichoke hearts in our dinner tonight. Once again, our timing is way off. This is one of the great things about the Elisa the Arnista podcast is that you never know what's going to happen. And it's real life. We don't plan ahead very well. We, we were both at the store today. I was there because she had a class. So anytime Elisa has a class, I am there running the register. Today I swept and I mopped and all kinds of fancy fun things like that. But then, of course, there's errands to be run after that. And by the time I got home, by the time Elisa got home, it gets to be late. So then supper starts because otherwise, otherwise we don't eat until like 10 o'clock. And that's not good for anybody. And so in the middle of the Elisa the Arnista podcast, <laughs> she is attending to supper which should be fairly quick. Um, and now that I'm babbling and talking to myself here, Rollo's behind me. Had a brilliant idea to put his bed in, well, I guess to call the studio, kind of the spare room. Partly because by putting his bed on the floor, it helps acoustically. When you talk about acoustics, that's very helpful. 
because you don't want that sound bouncing up off of anything. But in this case, you don't want it bouncing up off the floor. And I've I've run out of music. I don't think we've ever played through that whole entire song before. <laughs> because we've never had the need to do it. Uh, but yeah, like Elisa said, I don't know... You know, I don't know everything about knitting before we opened up the shop. I did learn just because I wanted to understand the concept and understand uh, the construction and how everything works. So I did learn how to knit. I was able to go back and forth and cast on and bind off and do some of that kind of stuff. But haven't really done a whole heck of a lot with it since then. Discovered that it's probably not necessarily for me. I don't know that I have. It's kind of like golf. I don't have the patience to do it because like with a lot of things that I want to do, I want to be good at it right away. And uh, found out, just like with golf, I am not I am not good at knitting right away. Um, I, you, I, you tried for like 15 minutes. I know, I know that it takes It takes practice. more than 15 minutes. You sound like one of my beginning students. But I, I, They're like, when is it going to get relaxing? I have other things. Other things oh I would want, like to do that are not as frustrating as, as knitting. You're not really selling the knitting. Very well. The people that listen to this, they're um, already they're already they, sold. They are infinitely better than I will ever be. Well, maybe not ever. I can't say that because who knows? Like fifty years from now, how good I will be at knitting? Because you might I don't be know. like, what's his name? Oh, speaking of what's his name, he'll come back up in a few minutes. Uh oh, what's his name? What's his name is going to be uh, front and center. So, how's dinner looking? Looks, it's smelling really good. It's at the point where it's starting no, I, to smell really good. I said, how does it, how's it looking? Oh, it looks really good. Okay. <laughs> that, that's important. Is it more done than it was before? Because it looked pretty good before, but it, I don't think we want to eat it. It looks about the same as it did before. It's just cooking on the inside now. Got it. Because you, you, you cook the skin in the pan. Well, we'll talk about what's in the kitchen when we get down there. We're, we're, we're still on the... Where are we on the... I know we're on the... On, we're not there yet. Why? I thought you didn't have anything else you were knitting. I, I have. St- I, I'm. I, I picked up my. Um, no, I'm still knitting on stuff. Oh, then go ahead. No. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were. I thought that was a good segue no. to move to the next segment. I had to leave because the timer went off. Yeah, I talked about that while you were gone. So. Um, no, I, I actually I made progress on my rye socks from like two years and. You a made month progress? and a half ago. Did you finish them? I have. No, they're under the works in progress. That's why they're not under the FOs. I'm not looking that closely. Um, so I have. You're being annoying. What? <laughs> so, no, um, I have been knitting on them and I have uh, like two and a half inches of the foot done. So they're going to be done this weekend, hopefully. Awesome. Which would be really nice because. Yeah. Well, I, I'm going to have to wear them because they can't be a shop sample now because we sold out of the color that they're, they're knitted and the yarn is discontinued now. So um, they're mine. So I will I will wear those. Um, and then I am still knitting away on the new Firefly Fibers Knit Along. I'm hoping to have that posted I'm sometime this next week. What is it? I can't say. Oh, okay. It's still a secret. Bummer. Um but yeah, if you oh, if you want to know, I will be sending an email out when it um, launches, and you can uh, sign up for our emails at fireflyfibers.com if you scroll sure. down to the bottom of the page and just put your email address in there. Um, and then I have to cast on for Jane Richmond's West Coast Cardigan Knit Along because the one that I was knitting was not for the Knit Along. That one is actually going to be for the store now. So you'd be a, a professional, super professional with the second go round. Oh yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna go so. It might go faster. I'm looking at she Jane posted a. She's she's designing her own. So the West Coast cardigan pattern is 
super bulky, um, the Briggs and the Briggs and Little Country Roving, and it's a super bulky. Now I just remember what I forgot at the store. Oh. <laughs> There's I didn't. I didn't forget that, but I forgot something else that I need to bring home. So I will. Um, yeah, darn it. Um, I'll do that this next week. Um, if I don't forget. Luckily, we don't live far from the store. I think about that once in a while. That we we kind of uh, think about moving like out to the country. Oh, it'd be terrible. Eat a lot of peaches. It'd be really nice to live like away from people, or little but a little then, further away from people. But then it'd be a lot further away from the store. Then when you need things at the grocery store, it's less convenient. When you forget yeah. things at Firefly Fibers, it's less convenient. Or you need to wind that eight hundred yards of lace weight. Right, exactly. Because I'm not going to do that at home. No. Well, no. No. It's going to take me less time to drive down to the store and do it there. Yeah. Um. Oh, so Jane has a Pinterest board um, that she's been penning ideas on Uh-oh. for the Cowichan style sweaters. And one of them is really, really cool. It has like, so I wasn't even going to, I was just going to do different colors and I was just going to follow the original, the original design because she has two versions in her pattern. So one is her patterning that she has and it works across the board for all the sizes, um, the charts and everything are already done for you and that's what we're doing in our class the second one is the the charts are blank and so you can fill in your own design on them Hmm. so one of the one of the designs that she has on the pinterest board is this kind of there's a flower and then this like swirly kind of leaf stuff going on and i think that's what i want to do cool so i'm going to play around with that i can't decide what colors i'm going to use if i want to just go grayscale and natural or if i want to do um light gray natural and like a, it's kind of a i can't remember what the green is called the green it's the lighter green. green just say green yeah it's not though it's like a chartreuse kind I tell of you, if we ever get the opportunity to talk to any of these dyers and like yarn makers i want to ask how do you come up with your color names because They've all like sometimes you'll see you'll see blue and yellow and green and black. But that's some, disappointing. I mean, yeah, I like you names. Know what you're getting, but like some people that come up with the different color names, and they're all, you know, named after different. I don't know, different flowers or different. There's a some sort of a theme to them. It's like, how do you come up with that, and how do you decide what you're going to do and what you're going to use? I find I think that's very interesting. Blue Sky and Spud and Chloe, they have uh, very interesting names, except for the worsted hand eyes. Those are like red, blue. Yeah green which is so weird those are just boring um but the uh julie has be- julie aslan has yeah. a beautiful name well they're french too so of course they sound beautiful even I mean, if you don't know what they mean they sound good yeah i don't know what they mean poivre i think i don't know there there's i don't know if that's mushroom mousseline that might be mushroom i don't know but yeah they, they always sound, it sounds so much better when she says it too of course but I have to, you know, try and piece it together in my head of what it possibly could be that she's saying when I talk to her on the phone because it sounds different in French than I read it in English. So <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, it sounds much different. But um, so I'm I'm going to play around with that. And I mean, there's still time if I mean, I haven't cast on yet. Our class will talk uh, this. We had crazy weather this week. So our class isn't starting, um, isn't casting on until Tuesday because yeah. Jane's knit along is kind of is running kind of in conjunction with our class and the end date is the same because Jane and I were um, conversing back and forth about it. And she said the timeline is absolutely fine. So there's still time to do it. Sure. 
So is she adjusting the knit along based on the fact that you could not have the first class? No, oh, no, okay. no, because we're still fine. Okay. We're still fine. So the end date is still the same. Our class date, end date is still the same. Um, and the yarn that I sent out to people. And Jane hasn't cast on yet either. Because she's been, she's been playing around with some really cool motifs for her. She's really looking at doing some customization. Because everything yeah. that she's on, I think she's on her third. or the, oh, okay. the one that she released with the pattern was the third one that she had knit. Um, and that one... Because the first one was her just like playing around, and the first, so the first one that she knit was actually her first experience, I believe, with color work. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, really? <laughs> so, Mike, when you when you mute yourself because you're chewing <laughs> on an olive, you can't talk either. I had that advantage that I'm in control of this of the uh, mixer, uh-huh. so if I'm chewing on something or taking a drink of something, I can. Turn the volume down. Or burping. Or burping. So, yeah. So Jane hasn't cast on yet. I haven't cast on yet. I'm going to be playing around this weekend. But it knits up really fast. So, um, but yeah. and that, that big yarn, yarn is, on big needles. Yeah, that yarn is just lovely. So the one thing I would tell people is if you... Um, if you're comfort, if you if you're any like even fam- a little bit familiar with color work, this is a really good opportunity to kind of branch out and um, just have some fun with it. Yeah. So it's a really it's, nice looking sweater. It is. It is. And I and it looks really comfortable too. I really recommend if you want, don't be afraid of going bigger with this one as far as like size wise. Yep. Size wise. Because the, with the, the, the way the, the sweater is measured based on the outer circumference, but it's super bulky and it's, so it's like three inches thick. It's like so. three inches thick. So, <laughs> so the inside, the inner, the in, the inside circumference is going to be less than the outside circumference. Sure. So, um, the one that I knit for the store, I wish I was, I was, I was absolutely positively convinced that that one was going to be for me, and I was going to knit a new shop sample. Yep. Um, but then I saw some of the other stuff, and I thought, oh, I can customize and do whatever. Sure. So, um, and I think I'm leaning toward grays. I think I'm going to lean toward grays. The really the green might be a shush. That's a shock. Shush. It's going to be two tones of gray, though. Oh, okay. But or that's as, what I'll wear. Or as Voltaire would call it, light black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll be three colors. Three colors of gray. Natural, light black, and light gray. Lighter black. Lighter black. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be fun. The one that, the pattern, I'll I'll post some pictures on Instagram this week when I'm getting going out. I'm really excited. Because I think things are going to lighten up now in the next few days. Because I don't have lighten a whole up lot. How? I well, I, I like all the big stuff is done. No, oh. because like it was a crazy week. Because I asked you, I said next year when yeah. I have a break and I go, I run through the schedule with you and say, oh hey, this looks like a lot for the first week that I'm back, but I can handle it because it's the first week back. Yeah, I'll be all rested from vacation. I've had a whole week off. I think I can just hit it hard and like every night I had something. Yeah. Came back. I was I was at the store for six hours on Monday because I'm like I don't want to go in Tuesday. And Which we are closed. Like, on yeah, we're Mondays. closed Mondays. So that Elisa should be there zero point zero hours on a Monday. I was there because I didn't yeah. want to come in on Tuesday and be weeping. I did not think that that would be the best way to come back from a break. So, yeah. So, Tuesday. So, I was there Monday for six hours, which was fine. I got to do some bookkeeping and stuff. sure. And then Tuesday, I was... We were supposed to have class, but then we had, you know, rain. 
ice and, storms and and freezing temperatures. So we ended up um, we ended up canceling class. So I spent a good portion of the day getting in touch with people and trying yeah, to that was bad. re-coordinate schedules. Thankfully, everybody was so understanding and very appreciative that we weren't going to, you know, right have class and risk their lives and because what, where we are because people listening to this may not necessarily know is that we're not like in a major city or anything like that mm -hmm. so we're kind of kind of out uh on the outskirts we're we're several miles from a big city so a lot of people coming in are from uh, very rural areas and if you're not familiar with snow and how snow works those are some of the last areas that get cleaned up and roads plowed and salt put down and all that kind of stuff. So, Well, and when it's raining, there really isn't a whole lot that anybody can get out and do while it's no. happening. I mean, you just kind of have to wait until it's done. Yeah, it rained pretty much all day. So, you know, terrible. and trucks were out. You put salt down. Like when I went into I went into work and it really wasn't too bad except for a couple spots where the car starts, you know, like shimmying back and forth. And that's a fun feeling when you're driving along. It's like, yeah, my tires are not exactly touching the road they're pretty much on ice right now and your stomach moves into your throat yeah it's like oh god all, yeah i just hope i make it across this bridge and not in the ditch and oh, i did and it was fine but those bridges are bad too when it rains like that all day long you can put salt down all day which they pretty much did until it warmed up but as it's raining it just washes all the salt right off so you, it only lasts so long well, and we were talking a lot about, too, because the, the tough – I always base, like, well, are we going to cancel class or not based yep. on National Weather Service, like, warnings and sure. winter weather advisories. There wasn't anything. There was a wind uh -uh. advisory. That That's all there was. Yep. And I think because there wasn't anything, a lot of people were just thinking it was rain. Yeah. Well, and, and it so, was. And it was, except later it was day. on the ground. And, yeah, there were there were, there were were vehicles that were turned upside down um, yeah. during the day. Their Columbia County Sheriff's Department was, they were posting pictures of vehicles that were not upright. Yeah, but I think driving so, into work, I only saw, I think, a couple in the ditch, which you don't want to see any in the uh -huh. ditch, obviously, unless they're, the, unless they're those people that, like, in bad weather where it's snow and rain and they're, like, passing you on the left and, like, and, like riding your tailgating. Butt and, yeah. yeah. Those people, you you want to see them in the ditch at some point and because that's but funny. But be okay. You just want to see them just slide yeah. into the ditch and just sit there. You don't want them to be injured or no. hurt or anything like that. No, that's not funny, but you want to see them in the ditch. Mm -hmm. You want to see them inconvenienced. And, and off the road. And off the road. Because that's dangerous. It is. It's dumb because yeah. you're putting other people in danger as well. It's like it's like the people that you see that like you're driving along and they they like pass you at 95 miles an hour. You hope to see them pulled over by a cop at some point down the road. A lot of times you do, but yeah. So and again, luckily with with my work, I was able to come home early on on that day, so I didn't have to deal with it when the because the temperature dropped pretty fast around. You know, well, and Wednesday the was stupid so. too. Wednesday and Thursday were both yeah, not great good either. I mean, we had three days of really not good Thursday? weather. It took me like an hour to, no, a little mm -hmm. over an hour to get to work. Usually it's like yeah. 45 minutes. It took me about an hour. It was, you know, 40 to 55 all the way in. Yeah, we had, so Tuesday night I was supposed to be at this. I, I ended up staying a little bit late because I didn't have class so I could get a little bit more stuff done. Um, but I spent a good portion of the day calling people and coordinating schedules and not doing actual stuff. So it was good right. that I was there on Monday a little bit. And then Wednesday night we had... Um, open knitting and we had several people that didn't that normally come that didn't sure. um jennifer stopped in and just said hi and did quick show and tell showed yeah. me her really really awesome uh her jane the her jane richmond uh um what are they called the the woodstock mittens oh and they were beautiful but she stopped in to like do show and tell she comes to knitting every wednesday night but she's i just stopping in doing show and tell and i gotta go home yeah 
So, yeah, we had a small group on Wednesday. And then Thursday night we had class, but everybody was in town. Everybody that was in that class is here in town. Yeah, so. Thursday wasn't too bad. Yeah, it, still, it wasn't was it Thursday great. Thursday was a Friday. It was Thursday. Thursday Thursday night really wasn't good either. I, yeah, I don't remember anymore. But anyway, point being, oh, Rollo's. We have a Chewbacca. Rollo's having a foot fight behind us. He'll be okay. So, yeah, so All we right. spent a lot of time doing that this week. But it's it, it, the weather seems okay now. There was th- we had now. sun today. Give it a week. Yeah, the first sun we've seen in a while. And last night, we, the, well, and then this week, too, we had Sweater Club. We had yeah, our first, uh, 2017 kickoff. Sweater Club launch. And so we had, well, I stole 11, a Coke, by the way, from the 2017 night? Sweater what? Launch. Yeah. When I left today, I, I, I stole a Coke for the road. So just so you know. Okay. We can we'll, expense we'll it. We'll put that on your tab. <laughs> Take it out of your wages. On <laughs> my wages. There you go. I'm like Rollo. So, yeah. Now I, I owe you. I owe you money. So yeah. And then this last week too, I was, we had sweater, the sweater club launch and I do a binder and I have all sorts of pages and all sorts of information in there. Yeah, um, it's a lot of fun. And I decided this, this to not like work on the actual assembly of the binders the week before while I was on my winter break. So I crammed all of that into this week. So Thursday night, it was we, like were, Thursday. we were up until, yeah. So I basically did it all on Thursday because yeah. the week was crazy. So Thursday, I'm like trying to print stuff. I have, I have scars on my hands from the printer. The printer was not cooperating, apparently. We, we always have a fight. Paper jam. And I'm like, no, there's no paper in there. There is no jam. <laughs> there cannot be a jam without paper. And then it just starts spitting out paper and yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that's. So we're sitting on the floor of the, of your uh, craft studio, studio room. It was like, and we, until like, it was like 1030 on Thursday night. Yeah, that assembling binders, done. putting things in yeah. sheet protectors and tabs and. Because you do, you always do a really good job with that kind of stuff and going kind of above and beyond what would Thank normally you. be expected because it, it, it makes it into a – it's a good experience and something that I'm sure you don't get at probably most, if any, yarn shops. But it's a, it's a fun thing and I'm happy to help out with what I can help out with, which is – Putting papers in a in a three ring binder, sheet protector and three ring binder, and I got <laughs> new binders this it. year, and everybody seemed really excited about it. Well, and the launch last night was a lot of fun, um, but I didn't get to like sit down at the table and talk to anyone because I was Not busy. Because we no, because we had like specials running for because um, oh, yeah. they get because with Sweater Club they get specials on yarn a few times a year, and one of them last night was twenty percent off of Blue Sky Fibers. There's Spud and Chloe, and of course everybody wanted wow. Woolstock. You can't not take advantage of that. So, and but they're always so good at these events. All of the all of the clubbers are so good. They they like kind of like just one of they them com- one of them comes up and we get everything sorted out and they get their sweater yarn and when they are done and they return back. Back to the table and they have their yarn then somebody else is like oh i'm gonna go now and it's just yeah. it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun and they they really they seem to enjoy it so thank you everybody yeah, yeah. and it, i have fun doing well what i can do i could have used you last night i didn't think yeah. i could have but i i, I huh. could have I'm not sure what for but i can just stand around and look good well and it's fun for me well yes you you you, you do that very well i'm good at that no, it's fun for me with them because they're coming up and I gave them, this is the, I'm, this year I'm giving them, they, they asked, I asked them at the end of the year, I said, well, what would you like, what would you like to see added? And a lot of them said, you know, I would like some, you know, like sweater inspiration to, you know, like I do for sock of the month club. They get an email, I they get a sock yarn that, or they pick, I tell them like what the, what the yarn is that month and I give them some ideas for patterns. Sure. With sweater club, I haven't like 
they they kind of pick out their own sweaters and what they want to do. So some several of them asked for, um, you know, hey, I would like some inspiration like you do with with Sock Club. So I did that last night and they seem to like that. And sure. but it's always fun because they there's always somebody that's thinking outside the box and doing their looking and they come up with something and I'm like, oh man, I want to knit that. So then my like wanting to knit list totally grows too. Of course. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. So yeah, it was a good night. It was a really good night. And I got home really late last night. Yeah, it was a long day. Yeah. Yeah, I I got a lot done yesterday. Had that big old burlap bag and the brown paper bag of yarn come in, and I got that all. It's all out on the shelves. All on the shelves shipped and shipped out. And yeah, I was there until what, 9.30 last night, I think, packing up. It was a long night. But it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. I always love packing that stuff up. So, yeah. Anything else knitting-wise? We No. No? Covered pretty much everything? No. So we can probably go to In the Kitchen. Oh, is there something? In, oh, that's right. We did, we did that before, and then it was too soon. You did that. I well, it's my job to do that. I'm looking at the uh, the itinerary, and I don't see there's a there's an empty bullet point under the uh, in the kitchen headline. We're kind of winging it today. It's been a week. <laughs> we wing it every day. That's it's been a week. So yeah, I didn't. Yeah, so I had like something every day this so week, I, and then I had class today too. I talked a little bit about what was happening in the kitchen and why say? you were gone. I said that you're putting artichoke hearts in the in the oven pan. Oh, one of my favorite recipes ever. <laughs> it's so easy and so good. Um, Diane San Filippo of uh, Practical Paleo. My favorite recipe, probably of hers ever, is the lemon artichoke lemon and artichoke chicken. Yeah, and it's. Basically, lemon, or it's a... It's a lemon and artichokes. Lemon and artichokes, and then there's some chicken. <laughs> and chicken. The end. No, you, uh, I'm, we're doing it this time with chicken leg quarters. Um, but you, you brown the skin in the, in the, in the pan, and then she says to use shallots, but I just use red onions, because we always have red, on, red onions on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I take, the, I, braise, I get the chicken nice and brown, and take that out, and then I saute the onions, and then you put in, um, I deglaze the pan with either lemon juice or sometimes I'll use some of the liquid from the artichoke hearts. Um, and then there are capers that go in there and lots of salt and pepper. And I put just straight lemon juice in there. It says to use real lemons, but I find the stuff in the eh, bottle the is really easy. Thing. It's, the lemon juice has 100% real lemons. What's um, the difference? That's well, and we I get Costco-sized bottles from right. Costco. From Costco. In a twin pack. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you take and you bake it in the oven. You put a little bit of butter on top of it, and you bake it in the oven. But I don't add the artichoke hearts until later because I don't want the artichoke hearts to turn to mush. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really good. So we're having that with a salad, and um, that's our supper. That's Oh, and then tomorrow morning we're going to have the pork and napa cabbage soup again for yeah. breakfast. Because... That's my new thing. The pork. Well, just soup <laughs> for breakfast. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Soup is good pretty much any time. I mean. I'm I made not... egg drop soup the other morning for breakfast and Did I you? thought of you. I thought, yeah. oh, Mike would really like this. Yeah. Yeah. If we would have had some. Oh, yeah. There, uh, well, Michelle Tam from Nom Nom Paleo posted a video of uh, of her uh, of making egg drop soup. And then she makes a uh, Kahlua pork. And 
she crisps up the pork, the leftover pork, and put some of that on top of the soup. And that looked ah. really good, too, with some cilantro. And yeah, That's so. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, egg drop we, soup was really simple. We have been having a lot of Michelle Tam Nom Nom Paleo recipes lately. We have for the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's. She knows what she's doing. I like her food. I like the flavors of her food. And I also, D- Diane from uh, Practical Paleo, I like her I like her cooking, her her food style too. Yeah. It's simple. There's like, I mean, the the stuff, the meal that we're having tonight is like five ingredients. Yeah, it's a lot like when you find you find a designer, you know, somebody who designs whatever that that you like. You know that their pattern is written well. You know that mm-hmm. when you're working with it, it's going to be easy to work with. It's going to be correct. It's going to be accurate. When you're done, it's going to be something you like. It's the same thing with a, a cookbook or somebody who does. What do you call it? It's not a designer. What do you call somebody who does that f- cooking stuff for a living? Does it call them a chef? I don't know. Well, they're both well, they're bloggers and you they're find, cookbook authors. You find a food designer that you like. A foodie. And a, foodie a foodie to stock. Somebody who's, whose style works with yours and you kind of come to trust and, and you pretty much, you, yeah, you can trust that what they have in their recipes and everything is something you're going to like and... So I have a friend that um, she is going to make something from something of Julia Child's. Like, I mean, like once a week, she's going to make something from Julia Child. And I'm like, I, 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 I couldn't do it. I, I don't think I could handle it. Why? It, it's so precise. Really? It's because it, she does a lot of she does. Well, it's a lot of eggs and cream and butter and all that. But I feel like it's it's so it, it's much more precise. And I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't know anything about Julia Child aside from her but voice. But I think it's a lot of baking. And I'm not, I've never been big on baking. Like, well, you're baking the chicken right now. You are. I'm not, it's true. I'm just saying. It's, oh, Michael. Well, you are. Point Mike. No. I'm completing the cooking of the chicken in the oven. By baking it. Oh, you're terrible. <laughs> well. No, I like the I like cooking and I like I like savory things better than than sweet because I, you can monkey with the flavor and and you don't have to have like it, there there isn't chemistry involved. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like Julia Child just I mean like everything I feel like I feel Julia like Child. I feel like it, it's very involved, she which I think like is queen. wonderful. Um, but I don't have time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that, Elisa. Well, except for my That's friend. an internet meme. What? Except for who? Except for my friend. Your friend has time for everything, mm-hmm. apparently. Does she have time for... Canadian Canoes. When you want to find the best, the only source of Canadian Canoes in the entire universe... Actually, I, should, I probably shouldn't say that. I don't know if that's true, cause, because... I don't listen to any other knitting podcasts or anything else, so I don't know. Maybe somebody else does Canadian Canoes, but I doubt it. Do you think anybody else does Canadian canoes? I don't know. I have not run across it as of yet. No, I'm guessing probably probably not. And I am always amazed every week because w- when we started this 70, what is this, episode 72? So we started Forever this ago. 71. Just like when we got married. 71 episodes ago. I'm, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find some news because a lot of the podcasts that I listen to, like they cover the news of whatever industry they happen to be in, video games or wrestling or, you know, whatever, to give you the kind of an idea of the kind of things that I listen to. And you to. were making fun of my pen. Of your pen. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to find some news about knitting. Every week I find 
news about knitting stuff and it is amazing so i hope everybody enjoys the knitting news that we talk about here on the podcast and if you, we do have helpers and this one comes from uh listener jane and uh she sent along a really interesting story and this would oh. drive me absolutely bonkers but Meet the Detanglers, a community of people, a community of people who love untangling. <laughs> I'm going to take that away from you. I don't think no, you can handle a responsibility. I got it. Okay. Meet the Detanglers, a community of people who love untangling yarn disasters. And the the like first picture is this lady. She's got her arms full. It looks like a spider web of crisscross tangled knotted light blue yarn and basically these and a people, big smile on her face and a huge smile on her face so she's like oh this is so much fun and they, they don't necessarily knit but they they what? take this yarn that is all tangled up and they will spend hours and weeks untangling a skein of yarn it's this is absolutely amazing if like most people you get annoyed when your headphone cords get all tangled you definitely won't understand this rather odd group of people they're an online group and call themselves Not A Problem. It's K-N-O-T, by the way, Not A Problem. These dedicated detanglers love untangling yarn disasters. They love it so much that they're willing to buy other people's tangled yarn just so that they can detangle it. So they are paying money to do so, this. knitters, this is an opportunity to build your <laughs> right? stash. Sell your tangled yarn. In this group, they're apparently they're, they're in Melbourne, Australia, and that's kind of where they're based on. So, uh, and this, I've shipped to Australia. It's, sh- it's well, not the most expensive thing ever, and so. it's not tangled like this. But uh, Daphne no, Bassett mine is, is, not the, tangled. is the woman's name. She actually bought a 20, 25 pounds, twenty five pound box of tangled yarn for fifty bucks on eBay, just so that she could detangle it for fun. It took her five weeks to detangle the 120 balls, and she loved every minute of it. I do have to say there is a little bit of a euphoric feeling when you get done, like, detangling yarn. You're like, I won. Hey, yarn. Suck it. And I get that. Sometimes at the shop, you're you're winding a ball of yarn off the Swift, and and you get a little mess or knots or tangles. it rhymes with... Jalabrigo. Jalabrigo every once in a while is a challenge. because Yeah, just because. And it, you feel like there's like this minor victory that you feel like you've won something when you when you get that ball wound. But these people do it all the time. And I, I can kind of see it. I can see where it's kind of like knitting where They're you kind of you, you get into that zone where you're just kind of you're you're working, you're detangling, you're focused, your hands are doing something, your brain is trying to figure out the puzzle. So I, I kind of get it. It's like a Rubik's Cube. Sure. Which I have never been able to do right. No, I think the most I've ever gotten a Rubik's oh my cube gosh, is like three is or so four pretty. sides. Yeah, so when you're done, it looks it looks great. So and here, she doesn't knit. Uh, yeah, on Instagram, a uh, big snarl of of yarn says, uh, "Do you remember the big snarl of yarn I created with uh, impatient rinsing after a batch of hand dyeing?" Thanks to this person at the uh, Not a Problem group on Ravelry dot com. I have three beautifully untangled and smooth skeins of yarn for the cost of postage to and from. So this they person, they had the they yarn. for the postage. Yeah, they said, I'll ship it to you. You detangle it, ship it back. So the person who did the de- detangling, they got nothing out of this aside from the joy the joy and the satisfaction of having detangled all of this, like three skeins of yarn. How do you tangle three skeins of yarn? But I suppose if you're, you're hand dyeing, there's going to be times where that'll happen. Huh. Thank you, Jane. That's a very uh, 
Thank Interesting. you. Interesting. No, Jane. Oh, oh Jane. To, I'm looking, looking no. at the article. Somebody named Jane. Yeah. That is... I mean, so I guess weird. if you are in Australia or you are willing to pay for shipping to and from Australia and you have some crazy tangled up skeins of yarn you want to send, <laughs> go for it because there's a whole group of people. You know that I... I Every once in a while, is he chewing on his no, foot again? Okay. Hi. It, winding yarn by hand seems to be like kind of a mystical thing too. That you know nobody knows like exactly what to do, and that's how this usually happens. Is it turns oh, it gets into tangled that's, up. it gets it turns into a tangled mess when somebody is trying to wind it into a ball, and then you just end up angry, and then you pull hard, which never helps in that. Yeah, and then it makes it worse. So that is very nice. They are just, that's crazy. People are untangling yarn just to untangle it's yarn. It's what they want to do. It's how they but spend But they're bringing, time. they're spreading joy. They, they're build, yep. building up karma points, I tell you. <laughs> right. All right, next story. We said this was, was <laughs> going to come so up. so happy. Oh, yeah, it's a great picture. She <laughs> she can't wait to dig into that big mess of yarn that's uh, spread across her arms. Oh, that's crazy. So we said this guy was going to come up later in, in later on in the in the uh, episode or in the show, and here he is. This is our good friend Maury Bogart. This is a uh, follow up, and he's been all over the place. He uh, the Hat Man continues to knit, and he recently turned ninety two. He celebrated his birthday. I think it was on the second of January, if I'm not mistaken. But he's been getting donations from all around the world. So if you don't remember, remember this is a guy who is in hospice care. He's got cancer. He's ninety two years old, and every day he's got his hat looms. And he, from the time he wakes up until the time that he goes to bed, he is knitting. He's making hats. He donates them all across Michigan, is where uh, which is where he lives. Um, so he he knits and he's been getting uh, boxes and boxes of of yarn donations um, from all around the world. People from oh, where did it go? Oh, I lost it. I think a uh, Turkey from Germany from all over the place. Because when this story went up uh, on the on the uh, the website for the news channel that covered it initially, uh, it went viral and it spread all around the world. And so he's been getting these these shipments of boxes of yarn. And so he's been knitting. He says he can do two bo- or two hats a day. Um, which to me sounds pretty good to mm-hmm. do two hats a day, especially when you you're know, 92, when you're 92 and you're, you're in a hospital bed, he's not obviously very mobile, but I mean, he says from the time that he wakes up until the time that he goes to bed, he's, he's knitting on these hats. Um, and he says, you know, I can't imagine this continuing to happen, uh, said Bogart, after the, he saw the skeins of yarn uh, sent in. I get donations from all around the world. I just wish I could knit the hats faster so I could keep up with all the yarn that's donated to me. Um, so I saw the story on Facebook. Uh, so Bogart has knitted more than 8,000 hats, finishing two per day. All of them have been donated, donated to homeless shelters around the Grand Rapids area. Uh, the intent from the beginning was just to give him something to do, said Karen Lauders, Maury's daughter. I am amazed at how this is continuing continuing to touch people's lives and inspire them. Um, so it sounds like he's actually doing a little better than he was before. He's, he's, he has skin cancer and was recently in a hospice care. The family decided not to pursue any additional methods to prolong his life. Bogart continued to knit hats while in hospice but his condition never worsened he was eventually taken out of hospice care and had maintained the same level of health for the past several months allowing him to continue to uh, knit hats so yep he recently celebrated his 92nd birthday on january 2nd his continued serving 
uh, of the Grand Rapids community by knitting has for the homeless has earned him a nomination for the LAHC Humanitarian Award, and he's going to find out if he uh, if he won that. I think it's, yeah, April sixth is when the the awards for that go out. So I'm rooting for Maury on this one because I think this is an amazing story. This guy is uh, pretty incredible. I just uh, I don't have any Kleenexes, so. Yeah, and he's just a super sweet guy. So, again, I'll try to post this up on the Facebook page and stuff at some point that because uh, he, he has some comments to see what he's working on. So I've decided, Elisa, next time you make an order from somewhere that does these hat looms, because that's what Maury uses. He uses, like, the circular hat loom things. Mm-hmm. You should order me some of those. Okay. I'm gonna so you're wor- going gonna, gonna to be inspired by Maury? Uh, Maury has inspired me. Okay. I'm going to... I don't know how I'm not going to do two a day. I'm not going to commit to that because I, one, I think more. I think you could handle the loom knitting. He's probably faster than I am. Completely. Yeah. Well, perturbed. I've, I've said I've done, I've, I'd made a hat on a loom like in, I don't know, second grade or fifth grade or something like that because I made one for my dad in art class. So I'm like, if I could do that as a, a nine year old, I could probably handle that at the, uh, well, I'm not going to say how old I am. No, you, I think you, you may have been able to handle it better as a nine-year-old. You think so? Yeah. But I think you can still handle it now. So, yeah. So next time you make an order, order me because I've seen some that come in various sizes and whatnot. You would like the multi-set? Bring me the, give me whatever whatever the best, Not maybe not the best one. Maybe start like the, the mid-range. I will select a decent, <laughs> I will me, select something good I, for you. Something of a decent quality and I'll take some of your stash yarn and some of the random things we have laying My around. My stash yarn? You whatever remember that got. like I just cleaned out my stash and I'm getting rid of it. Maybe I shouldn't get rid of all the stuff I'm going to well, get rid of them. that's what I'm saying. It hasn't okay. gone anywhere yet. So. Oh, it's in here. We'll just leave it all in There's here then. That's your yarn. And, oh, Mike already has a stash. In, we, you talk about in here. You go to any room. Go to any room in our house. There's this yarn. Is the, this is the yarn I'm, I'm ready. I'm willing to get rid of. Well, then I'll take that. I will make hats and then I'll donate it somewhere. We'll find somewhere for them to go oh, in the except area. except for whatever that is. Yeah. What? What is? I just saw something that I, oh. some Kool-Aid dyed stuff that I made. Oh, that's that right. That should not be fun. in there. <laughs> no, don't take that out of there. No, I won't take gonna, that out. That's going to be some socks. We're not going to donate that. No, but yeah, that would be, that'd yeah. be fun for you. Okay. I want to do that. So right. make that order. Thanks to Maury Bogart. Maybe, maybe I will send him an email. Do you think he has email? Maury? I don't know. His daughter probably has email, so maybe I'll send it to her. You can probably send a thing to the nursing home that he's at and send him a card i probably could Can, we have we have cards at the shop yeah, that wonder, have alpacas all and kinds of different stuff on knitting them. animals on them they're julie aslin cards they're really yeah. cool so that's that's another I, I need more projects i think so that's another project i'm giving myself but that's something you can do when we're sitting on the couch exactly could, it would be how cute would that be mike well, that's what I'm thinking. Is I that, can sit there and I can knit and you can knit on your loom. Yeah, because like when we're sitting watching TV, it's like you can sit there and knit. But like my hobbies and things that I, I can't like sit there and lift weights on the couch while we're watching TV. That would be awkward. That would not be good for the couch. That would be weird. So I can I can get these hat looms and knit and I'm not going to commit to anything. I might only make three hats over the course of the year, but I'll do something. It'll take me a while to learn and figure it out, but we'll get it. We'll get it worked out. Better than your washcloth goal. <laughs> I will I I will do more than zero. <laughs> I can commit to that. I will do infinitely more hats than I made washcloths. How about that? That sounds good. <laughs> All right. So we're going to wrap up the Canadian Canoes. I think at this point we'll go ahead and bind it off in general. Um, I don't think I said this before, but if you have any questions, comments, suggestions about the podcast and you want to communicate with us here and participate in the program like Jane did, you can send us an email to podcast 
at elisathearnista.com. And if you have, again, questions and things, uh, we will read those on the air. We will respond to them. They do not have to be knitting related. You can ask us about anything that you want to ask us about. We'll talk about it. We haven't done a to- top five in, in a while. I keep forgetting about that. So oh, if you have, that'd be uh, fun. Yeah, it's yeah, the top five. Suggest always, about you top always five. think, oh, it's going to be so easy. And they're like, oh, this is really hard. It's never that easy. But send us, yeah, send us an email. Even if you don't have a question, you just want to say, hey, you know, dig in the Hi. podcast. Or, hey, you know, Mike talks too much. Make sure Lisa talks more and Lisa talks less. Whatever you want. spread it out. Because Mike talks a lot at the end and the beginning. And I talk a lot in the middle. That, well, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's how, that's how it goes. But if you want something different, let us know. We, uh, I... We're always willing to take suggestions and uh, make make improvements oh, for you. Say what you're going to say. I just remembered something. I, I remember this when I was on my way up the stairs, and then I came in here <laughs> was wondering what you were talking about, and then it's I forgot. random babbling. <laughs> when I was gone? Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, no, the for the Jane, for Jane Richmond's West Coast um, Cardigan Knit Along, yeah. um, that runs through uh, February 28th. Um, the Grocery Girls... Um, the Grocery Girls podcast, they are having a BFF, K-A-L right now, for Best Friends um, Forever Knit Along. For the, it's any Jane Richmond or Shannon Cook pattern. And Jane posted in the, um, the thread for the West Coast um, Knit Along that she uh, has been talking to Tracy from Grocery Girls, and it's okay if you double dip. Cool. So okay. if you want to do, if you are interested in doing West Coast Cardigan, you can you can use it for both knit-alongs. Well, that sounds fair. And the Grocery Girls, the Grocery Girls group is really, really active. So it'd be a lot of fun. Very cool. Yeah. The, 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 the group in, Jane's group is a little bit more quiet, but it's, it's really fun. It's, there's some really cool people in there. So yeah, should do it. Yeah. Just do it. Get involved everywhere you can with whatever you can. Yep. And if you want to follow Elisa and find out what she's up to between now and next week when we do the next podcast, you can do so all over the interwebs, social medias. Go to elisathearnista.com. Up in the upper right-hand area there, you'll find all the Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters and Ravelries. All that good stuff is there. And I'll be coming up for air pretty soon, so I'm pretty excited about posting stuff again. There you go. Yeah. You can find it all there. Um... God, see, again, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I think you got it all. We're down at the end. I feel like there's always things that I'm missing, but I think we got emails. We got uh, social medias. We got all that kind of stuff. So thank you. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Until next week, we'll see you next week. Keep knitting. Keep knitting. Oh, I'm going to I'm gonna steal, uh, steal Kai Green's thing for all my sign-offs now. I'm going to say let's keep encouraging. Wait, let's keep it positive. Let's keep encouraging each other. And then you say your thing. Cheers. Bye, everybody. Gee, I guess I'm past the sock stage. I better try for a blanket. I think you're past the blanket stage. You better try for a tent. Oh, well, I'm surprised we can knit it all. What with our husbands going into the army? Our two wonderful little boys. Yeah. Gee, they're so anxious to be good soldiers. You know what they were doing when I went up to the apartment a little while ago? What? Drilling. Drilling. Yeah. Marching up and down with a broom and a mop. Ah. Uh...
I wish there was something more we could do for them besides just knitting socks and tents. 